welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 69, giggity, and we are in year two of the Batman News Weekly podcast. This is the perfect podcast to have episode 69 on because we have issue one of Batcat, and this is going to be an all-comics podcast because nothing happened this week. Not one damn thing, and it's all comics. Surprisingly surprisingly nothing happened now of course there is you know a lot of stuff going on with wonder woman i think it was just announced that it's going to be the first film on hbo max to be uh, streamed in 4k uh so that that'll be interesting but you know they're they're really focused on that stuff and from what we have heard ccxp is still happening that's some news is our block it's going to be a six-hour block, and if you remember from last year, mm-hmm. Matt Reeves did say that he was going to be showing up at CCXP last year. Now, I understand things could have changed because of fandom, mm-hmm. uh, and you know he probably put a lot of his stuff that was going to be there into fandom, but maybe WB is like, hey, maybe you can do a little bit something more for, for yeah. CCXP. That's what I'm hoping. Um but also, I think that James uh, James Gunn will also be at CCXP. Yeah. Yeah, if, if we want to drown up some kind of news, uh, Kelly Coco, who is the uh, voice of Harley Quinn, squashed rumors that her and, Har- uh, her and Margot Robbie don't get along. She was like, I've never met her. She was like... <laughs> there was, <laughs> was like- see, this is what I don't understand. People will create random like uh freaking uh what's a uh, beef yeah, yeah. random yeah. beef with you know just these these stars for no reason mm-hmm. like oh if heath ledger was alive he would hate jared leto and yeah. like just like just some random stupid shit like that when it's not needed you know yeah yeah and i think i guess they share a mutual friend or something like that and the mutual friend was like oh y'all would get along y'all are just very similar y'all are both very fun like y'all would probably be best friends so like she was like i would love to meet her i need i'm probably going to watch the first episode of that flight attendant show tomorrow that's what i'm gonna try yeah um i need to I need to get a better schedule on life. Oh, again, this is a big podcast for me. This is my first podcast where I am no longer at a job. I am a full-time creator now. So uh, just to pimp it out early, if you guys want to come hang out at the podcast, I know some of you do, shout out Red Hood. Um, if you guys want to come hang out at the po- uh, on the stream, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays is my current schedule, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Come hang out. Uh, Clay stops in when he's not working sometimes or even when he is working because, yeah. you know, it's boring. And um, also, just to pimp out the podcast, every penny counts nowadays. So share the <laughs> podcast and listen sure. to those ads. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to the Netherlands. We just got our freaking uh, 2020 wrap from Spotify. It's this cool thing that uh, Spotify does every year to tell you what, what you've been listening to. Uh, apparently our audience in the netherlands has grown a lot so shout out to y'all we're in 31 countries for so for wherever you're listening to we hope you enjoy this podcast we hope you enjoy our opinions but just thank you we appreciate it yeah it's awesome yeah so that was cool but um i have no idea what i was talking about besides that but yeah the buff the the beef i should say was interesting and something i saw but yeah other than that 
there was nothing like nothing came across my stuff i the coolest thing i saw was um i don't remember if this was at the thing that we saw with uh premiere one with the statues but there's a really cool harley quinn that they showed recently um that was really bad she's like sitting on a chair and she has like four multiple heads yes it was it was in the uh in the little like i guess online convention yeah yeah Mm -hmm. okay so i saw that that looked really awesome it made me remind myself that i have put down money for one of those if i get it Uh, (laughs) (laughs) that'll be interesting um but yeah so it'll that was one of the things i saw there again like i know we were talking about it there was some wonder woman news all that jazz i know there's like there was a big thing about Diggle happening in the CW. I don't really watch it anymore, but he's going to be like, yeah, he's, he's reprising his role with a new like mystery character. Yeah. Um, everybody is assuming it's going to be green lantern. I highly doubt it. Um, because if you haven't noticed CW shows are dropping like flies. So we, I was talking to some friends of mine and we fully expect, um the next show to drop will be flash flash will i wouldn't be surprised flash will probably end uh if not this season next season and it's gonna be a nightmare of a situation but we think that legends of tomorrow will be the last one standing which is terrible oh god (laughs) yeah and you know what's gonna kill their universe is fucking weebo or whatever the bebo bebo yeah but here's the thing i i had this question to a pod i i sent this question off to a podcast and i said if you know with with the universe quickly dying after they Mm -hmm. just merged which is hilarious um would it be fair to go ahead and push these shows onto hbo max and Mm -hmm. create the cw basically to what it was back when it was wb and just like just that teen drama-esque you know kind of channel and keep all your superhero stuff on hbo max or do or does cbs and wb basically just ride it out until the last one dies what what would you say so wait, hold on. So you said make them go to HBO Max, but keep them as that drama-ish style. No, 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 no. So keep keep them like the way they are. Yeah. Move them to HBO Max. Of course, that would change production. That would change budgets mm. and all of that. So we would get the plus side of it being on a streaming service. Yeah. Then create new shows, but they would just be your generic teen dramas for the cw so that way you don't just lose all of your freaking shows or Mm -hmm. time slots or whatever what would you prefer would you prefer that the shows just die off on the cw or push them to hbo max i'd prefer them to die off on cw um the only reason the only way i would want to and it's it's kind of hard because i don't know if the if the actors would want to do this but if I were to carry Grant Gustin over to HBO Max and all of them, I would want it to be darker. Like you'd have to change the tone completely. So you'd have to do something to explain why the tone is so different. And, and they would need that. to agree to bring Patty back. 100%. <laughs> um, I think that's when that show should have got canceled is when Patty left. That was it. It should have been over. Team Patty until the day I die. 
Because oh, yeah. fuck Iris, she came in way too early. I don't mind that they ended up together, but that shit happened way too fast on that show. Uh, the CW loves to fucking drag that shit out for the longest time. Like I'm telling you, it's the to- teen, it's the teen yeah. drama shit. That's that's what it is. That's what it is. And like, and then we heard, you know, that Patty was actually supposed to be there for a full season. And then that one guy that got ousted later because he was a terrible person. Like, yeah, it's unfortunate. She was a, she was basically a victim of, yeah, sexual harassment. I don't think there was anything mm-hmm. uh, bigger than that. And I know that's that's kind of like weird to say, but I think it only went to the point of harassment and suggestion. Uh, nothing yeah. physical happened. Wait, I thought she got kicked off because she got another show. She so actually she too? she was harassed by him. A little uh-huh. bit is what she had said. Oh, okay. And then by the time she had a new show, she even like talked to the other show and said, Hey, I have this show called the flash. Let yeah. me work out my schedule so we can work it out. And they said, okay, here, we can actually help you. Now you can be on both shows. They, they divvied out like what the schedule would be like. And yeah. the dude just got pretty much like he, he got jealous yeah, and was like, you either stay on my show and my show only, or you're fired. And they fired. So stupid. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, no. If if those shows were to go over, because I wouldn't mind seeing the Flash and all of that stuff alongside Titans and everything. But maybe it would be best just to cut everybody from the CW shows except Constantine. I think Constantine could, would work great because if you ever saw the original Constantine show. It was pretty dark at times. And it was, oh, yeah. Dude, the very first episode, I love that episode. Yeah. It is so dark. It opens up in that insane asylum. It's Mm -hmm. awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. So, like, if anybody were to move over, I think he'd be really good. Um, You know, because I think that would be kind of cool. Give him his show back over there and then have him go into that universe. Uh, And then again, you know, everybody hates when this and this happens, but Constantine, I feel like, is a character that could do it. You know, if he just shows up on Titans or he shows up on something else, they'll be like, where the hell did you come from? He's like, oh, mate, I've been on a bunch of worlds or, you know, whatever. You know, you could do yeah. some shit like that because like, I've seen some shit because he went through crisis, you know? Yep. Um, so it would make sense. But yeah, I don't know. I, I would want darker versions because the CW, there is this stench of the CW that is very hard to watch <laughs> away. You know what I mean? And I just don't know if uh, you could carry that over to HBO Max and it get taken seriously. Um, I th- I but- think, honestly, I think that if you move those shows to HBO Max, I think it would be easier for WB to be like, hey, Stephen Amell, would you like to come back as like the original Arrow? Not where you left off, yeah. but like where you were. And we tell a different story. And so it yeah, could be that, that darker tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, honestly, I don't think Amel's the best actor. So No, he's not. But I think it would draw uh, people. It would, you... it would draw Charlie people in. I think we've been fucking around with the Charlie Hunnam idea for too long. Uh, yeah, we have. We need the the, show. He, he needs to be on there. Yeah. They have said, this is a rumor. This is something I saw probably on Instagram. And I think Instagram rumors are bullshit, but I wouldn't be surprised that they're thinking about a black Canary spinoff that would be just on HBO max. So I think I've I've seen, I've seen that rumor go around quite a few times. 
Yeah. Um, I I could totally see you know it being her and then her mm-hmm. bumping into Green Arrow, which I would yeah. totally be down for. Mm-hmm. I just because I've always said a Green Arrow movie would be fantastic because it could be like a fifty to seventy million dollar budget, very low key with him just fucking up people in a city. Like, yeah, I think that'd no, be dope. The the original concept for the movie they ended up having as I think the uh like the fourth or fifth episode of the last season mm-hmm. um i can't remember the title of it but they used the title of the pitched movie as the title mm-hmm. of the actual episode and um it was the premise of him being in a prison and then him escaping so yeah. almost the concept of what ben affleck's batman would have been with arkham asylum mm-hmm. but with green arrow interesting interesting cool cool well that's we've been talking about nothing but non-batman shit for the yeah. longest although technically arrow was just batman green with, batman yeah pretty much <laughs> uh so let's go ahead and jump into the comics that we have this week and just for the sake of not being negative this whole podcast we're gonna knock out 104 right now uh because we got Batcat, we got strange adventures and we got deceased this week so um yeah, I read this before Clay did, and I told him, I was like, you're going to hate this. So, yeah, enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, like, what was, one, you saw the art in this. Yes. What do you think? The cartoony art sucked, right? The cartoony art was very weird. Now, yeah. Barbara doesn't look bad. And I think once you get to... There's no detail in this art. No, like none. no, no. It's very flat. It's very, mm-hmm. it's very mute. But you see, um, where freaking the the Batgirls are. Yeah. It doesn't look bad there. It honestly doesn't. But when you see Nightwing, it looks horrendous. It yeah. looks bad, and it just like he, like. He's on his motorcycle and it looks like the wind is pushing his face too far. Like it looks like it's stretched. Yeah. It looks weird. Um but besides the art, we have our not so favorite favorite character, mm-hmm. Ghostmaker and Clown Hunter. And again, it is being shoved down our throats to make us want to care about these characters. And I just don't. No, not at all. Um, Dialogue was horrendous in some of these parts. Yep. Um, There was this moment where we had a flashback, which I think this, the concept was cool. I love when we get flashback, the way this flashback happened, I enjoyed because Barbara was like, I need answers about what's happening. Sorry about that. I have a friend texting me um but once it's not uh, me uh damn it clay uh (laughs) it was my friend that was supposed to stream with me today um oh nice she had an issue anyways so we had um we had this flashback where barbara wanted to know who is ghostmaker what's happening with bruce i'm not getting any information and uh dick is like i've only seen him once or heard about him once or whatever blah 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 and what happens was we get this flashback to Batman and Robin, which I think was really cool. And they're chasing some 
C E list villain uh, to another country. And when they get there, there's just ghost makers just standing there waiting for them. And Batman goes and talks to him and he comes back and he's like, we're leaving. And Robin's like, uh, why? And he was all like, this is this guy's territory. He's going to take care of it and ship him back to America. And uh, Batman, they try to show emotion here and it just doesn't work. And Batman's like, ah, and he breaks something in the Batwing. And Nightwing's like, Alfred's going to make you fix that. And he's like, what's wrong? And he's like, nothing. That guy's the most arrogant, pompous, blah, 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 egotistical man I've ever met. And it's funny, like, I'm pretty sure Robin here could have made an easy joke at that point and could have been, like, more egotistical than you. Because, you know, he always says shit about Batman like that, you know? Um, But then Robin's like, I just think you're mad because you miss your friend. And Batman's like, no, yes. And well, he, he says he says it's not that he makes you feel weak. You're Batman. Uh, and he and he's like, well, I don't feel weak. He's like, but you do miss your friend. Right. And that just that was some very like hokey, like just like very cringe dialogue in an anime. It would work. I don't think it works here because I feel like that's something you could hear in Naruto yes okay okay because naruto would be like he's my friend and i'll never give up like they do that cheesy stuff but it works yes it doesn't work when you have the brood well it makes it when you when you equate it to that because mm-hmm. i gave you the the uh the relation to what tynan had said on word balloon saying yeah. that he has the rivalry with ghostmaker i made it the equivalent to naruto and sasuke and mm-hmm. so that makes sense. I totally agree with with you on there. And just the panel of him being completely quiet, his eyes are closed, and then him saying yes with his eyes open. It it you missed the mark. There's no emotion there. No, there is none whatsoever. Uh, I mean, I guess you can feel pity for Batman, but even then, it just like it doesn't fit. No. But is what is even more bullshit is what happens afterward when Nightwing informs Barbara that at the time of Bruce creating Batman Incorporated, mm-hmm. Batman went to Ghostmaker and the conversation didn't go well, apparently. Yeah. That, so I I don't know. So Batman has had these, I guess, uh, he, he, he has known about all of these different villains and all about, these different heroes all in the DC universe. He has files on every single person. And yet he doesn't know that Ghostmaker is a killer. Yeah. Yeah. And he would actually try to recruit him into Batman Incorporated. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, I will say I am a big fan of creators going back to old stories and trying to add stuff. Uh, we saw it with the Nightwing. Uh, was it 80 years of Nightwing? When we read it last year, when they added a new Dick Grayson story to um, Catalysm or what was it? when uh, Cataclysm, yeah. Yeah, Cataclysm or whatever. I enjoy that. Uh, I've said I would be cool. Like I'd be interested in people adding more stuff to zero year because there was a lot of stuff that happened during zero year, like going back to big events. 
no man's land, like that kind of stuff, like adding little stories from those. I like when people do that, but him trying to add Ghostmaker to Batman Incorporated could, could have worked had he not been a killer. And now somebody, please feel free to come correct us on this. I didn't read all the one shots and everything that during Batman Incorporated but for the most part, it seemed like Batman was trying to pick really good heroes in these other countries to work with him. I don't know if he would ever condone the killing. So uh, definitely feel free to correct us if there were some people in- incorporated that actually did kill. Um, but for the most part, we just think it doesn't fit with Batman. Yeah. Um, yeah. My biggest thing here was I think that the draw, the very kiddish drawing or weird cartoony drawing, you said it looks good for the Batgirls it looks very anime. Like it looks like he was trying to go for that chibi style. You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah. The chibi the round yeah. faces and all that kind of stuff. That's what it feels like it's going for. We also found out that the bat girls call Barbara bat girl prime. It sounds so bad. Yeah. It sounds terrible. And I, I did tell this to clay. I was like, I appreciate the attempt to kind of bring this conversation into the comic book where yeah if you're all called bat girls like there's got to be differentiation between each one and that's what you know uh freaking well i'm forgetting her name stephanie. um stephanie says like well there's a billion robins like why you know you're the main bat girl i know we haven't had this conversation where the bat girls you're bat girl prime and barbara's like we haven't had this conversation yet yeah um so you know it is whatever i do think it should be fine to be bat girls um This is one thing that did annoy me is we saw in the last issue that Harley was talking to Ivy's plant and we can assume that Ivy, I mean, there's actually precedent for this. Ivy is part of the green. So she's just like swamp thing. They're able to control a lot of the green on the world. So I can imagine that, you know, we saw Ivy in Tom King's run can control the world. She's like extremely OP. Like she could own the world if she wanted to. She just doesn't. So it kind of adds to her being good and bad at times. So I'm assuming that Ivy heard through plants what happened at the apartment because she leaves Arkham written in plants for the girls to find. And that's when we get sent to Arkham and everybody kind of knows where Batman is at. Now, the thing that bothers me here is I think Tynan wrote this. If not, he wrote a majority of the stories in this thing. But we saw that Ivy is getting a continued story in 2021 of her. That she is super pissed at Harley. Yeah. Unless he is attempting to already retcon that. I think that they misstepped here. Yeah, for sure. Because she wouldn't. And again, I don't understand why she's pissed at Harley because they burnt down the thing she built for her. But if she's able to hear everything, she probably would have heard there was a big commotion. happening. Well, yeah, but like the way they put it out there in that story was that like, oh, nobody would have known about this place if Harley hadn't brought Batman. Ah, okay. That's what they kind of made it out to be. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, Punchline, of course, knew about it. Punchline told other clown goons, and the clown goons were the ones uh, that, you know, basically burned it to the ground. And even 
freaking Ivy had like what almost looked like Phoenix Force powers. Yeah. On that small little like story in the Joker War Zone. Mm-hmm. And she freaking like set a blaze to it herself. It was really weird. Yeah. So I, I'm not entirely sure what they're trying to get at here. Yeah. Anyways, fast forward to the ending of this comic book. And uh, well, at the beginning of this comic book, we found out that Ghostmaker, after he beat up Batman and every because he shot him with darts, took them to Arkham. And Batman's tied up. Harley's tied up. But uh, Clown Hunter is not tied up. And there's all these toys for Clown Hunter to play up play. And it's basically a saw situation. That's what's happening here. Yeah. And Batman, this, look, this is what annoyed me. And I think I mentioned to you this at work. Batman is strapped to a bed, just his wrists. His feet aren't even strapped in, as far as I know. Just Batman's wrists are tied to a bed. This is a man who was trained by it even it even shows it in this book in the flashback yeah you see him training with zatara yeah in the freaking water thing and now he with just his hands tied he is unable Mm -hmm. to do anything yeah he's literally in a very thin tube filled with water and he's covered his legs and his whole torso and his arms are tied behind his back with chains. And obviously he's still alive. So he got out of that and he is struggling to get out of this bed that it's literally just his wrists are strapped. That is it. It's little details like that, that get kind of annoying. It's, it's like when you play a video game, right? And it's like, you can go across this path and all it is, is a drop down tree that's like a little bitty tree and you're like, you cannot cross this path. It's like, I could literally step over that tree. Like it's not that yeah. big. Why can't I go this way? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's no, that But I just noticed. So whenever it comes to a villain that rivals Batman, mm-hmm. who were some of the characters that you immediately think of? That rival Batman? Like, are you talking about in what he can do? Yeah. Whether it be like, with the mind. Really- whether it be in the, with the mind or, you know, physical strength, whatever. Who Joker, is Scarecrow, Two Face? Well, know. another one is Ray Shagul. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Look what he is wearing. Oh, just the, the cow. Yeah. And his pants. No mm-hmm. shirt. I think it's on purpose. Ghostmaker is a sword fighter. Uh-huh. You're going to see Batman and Ghostmaker fight. And it's going to have that iconic look to, again, the Batman animated series. Because, again, Tynan is somebody who likes to pull from that. The only yeah. problem is we just had Batman fighting the designer with a sword fight. Yeah. This is just a repetitive thing once again. Like, it's it's going to be repeating itself. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this story ends with, of course, Harley being Harley, and Batman's like, don't do this, Bayo, or Bayo, whatever his name is, and it the last page is him having the sword to Harley's neck, like he's going to chop it off, and of course, we know that Nightwing or Batgirl is going to show up in this next issue and knock him down before it happens, and I really hope if it's Dick Grayson, he makes a joke about, like, you seriously couldn't fucking get out of that? Like, yeah, you know, at least that'll make it okay 
Like, and I think like, you pronounce his name Bao. Bao? Yeah, okay. I think it's Bao. So what only thing I don't like about comic books is never knowing how to pronounce a character's name. Well, here's here's the one thing that I would love DC to do, but because it's a Marvel thing, they will never do it. Is mm-hmm. at the very beginning of almost every Marvel book, you will get the credits page along mm-hmm. with the summary of what has been happening in the story arc to remind you. And then you will also get a cast of the book. So you will get like the little pictures of the characters in like a small little mm-hmm. circle and it will show you their name. And with people like Bao, Clown Hunter, you could easily put the pronunciation like a really yeah. like really small print, fine print underneath. Yeah, it would be so easy. But either that or just have like on the DC's website, because like a lot of places have character profiles. Yeah, just that's have true. a little audio thing that says Bao, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, that would be the best thing because then you can get people to go to or like, you know what? That would be something very interesting to add to DC Universe is add a character profile so you can go check out all these characters if you wanted to get a lot of maybe their best stories so you can go read them. And then you can also see like their biggest moments and then just how you pronounce their name like or Batman, Rachel Ghoul, Raza Ghoul, however they want to pronounce it. Yeah. Like, you know, um, how how do you pronounce it? Do you race or Raz? I I've said both. Um, I I've, think I've started. I've into my head. I've started to say both. I always thought it was Roz. I always thought it was Roz as well. But then I think the animated, animated they say Rache, right? She corrects him. Okay. And he's like Roz, and she was like, "It's actually pronounced Rache." So, yeah. but I think she also says that it's acceptable either way or something like that. I don't. Okay. Really know. Okay. Um, GIF is not though, children. I don't care if the creator said it's GIF or GIF or whatever. It's it's GIF. It's hard G. The yes. creator doesn't know what he's talking about. Yes, I will. Uh, I will say the same thing. Yes. So uh, for the most part, we don't care. Like, you know, we're, we're going to keep covering this book because it's the main Batman title. But if it wasn't the main Batman title and let's just say Detective was just knocking it out of the park, I would probably drop this like same. And and here's the thing about that. You know, I made the joke, I think not last week, but the week prior Batman and detective basically have the exact same story. A man in white is trying to take over Batman and is using Gotham to do it, you know? And you look at this flashback to when Dick Grayson first saw Ghostmaker. He has a mirroring like helmet. Yeah. And I'm like, that's too much like the mirror. Like people need to be like, you, where are the editors? Like this is way too familiar to the exact same story that is going on in detective. Yeah. And nobody's batting an eyelash. So yeah. I think something definitely needs to happen with the editors next year. Cause I know they're not going to do anything now. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that we found out in this book too, if I'm not mistaken, was that Batman finally felt like he had a friend because this one person was like the only one being able to do stuff what he like he wanted. And Ghostmaker's thing in the world was he wanted to have an art of crime fighting. Like he thought crime fighting was an art and he didn't think it should be vengeance. 
Yeah, so, that that was stupid. Like, like, yeah. so Batman felt so inclined and so trustworthy with his newfound friend, them training together. He's like, hey, you know, by the way, I'm doing all this because of my parents dying. And this apparently just like pissed off Ghostmaker, you know, before yeah. he was Ghostmaker to the point of wanting to kill Bruce. I'm yeah. sorry, that's way over the top, and it makes no freaking sense. Well, here's the problem. I'm surprised that uh, Daddy Snyder didn't come in here and slap him on the wrist because Snyder, when... I don't know if it was his annuals or if he would just throw these stories out there. Snyder used to write, like, before Batman stories. Oh, it, like, it, was, it was during... Uh, I want to say it was right before Endgame. Or okay. like, I I think but it they were maybe... short stories. They were very yeah. short. Yes, they were. They were actually at the very end of like yeah. some issues. Yeah. So, and if I'm not mistaken, in every one of those stories, he had a different name. He mm -hmm. would never use the same name because he never wanted anybody to know he was Bruce Wayne. He never wanted anybody to know that he was a billionaire. So it just seems very odd that he would go through all of this trouble forever to do all of this and be just like hey, hey i'm bruce wayne people kill my parents you know what i mean like i understand that like oh this is supposed to be your crazy rival but thomas elliott has known bruce wayne since he was a child yeah not before this journey and craziness if anybody's a rival to him and it's supposed to be childhood friends it's thomas elliott yeah and he again is probably part of the greatest batman story of all time and he was a rival, like to the point where he took his face. Yeah, like, that's huge. And that is a rival. So like Tynan is again, he's too influenced by anime. I've been watching a shitload of anime lately and I love it. I love anime, but I would never try to force that world into. I wouldn't try to force a square peg into a round hole is basically yeah. what it feels like yeah. he's. And um, they can work different ways, but I think Batman is just too crazy in its current tone to fit this. Um, totally agree. Uh, yeah. Totally uh, agree. Was there anything that happened with Future State before we move on? I made um, it. Well, we got the cover for Black Batman. They actually showed him without his helmet, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I think it is a variant cover. Okay, uh, that that shows it. It is issue number one. I did see that. Uh, I think it's like a third or fourth cover. Um, okay. I th other than no, the I think they showed the covers for and solicits for February. Like I think yeah. th at the very end of November, so mm -hmm. a couple weeks back, and you know it it you know it just showed some random covers. It's nothing too crazy. It looks like in the Dark Detective. Uh, Luke Fox and uh, Bruce Wayne Batman are going to be confronting each other. Um, yeah. But other than that, like nothing, nothing big. Okay. Yeah. I made a TikTok about it. I don't know if you saw that one. I uh, did see it. Yeah. How, how, how is everybody taking it? So, um, I mean, people were just joking about it. It didn't get a lot of views on that one compared to the videos that have been prior to that. Yeah. Um, because everybody's more interested in my work stuff that I posted. But uh, with that, I had posted the cover on TikTok and I was like, this is how comic book readers are taking it. And I just gave this joke of like, I'm very interested in Luke Fox as 
Batman, but I don't like the story that's been leading up to it, but I'm excited for something fresh and new. And then I put how non-comic book readers are. And it's like, Batman's black. And it's just, that's all I did. <laughs> and some people were like, dude, and those people are the loudest, which is so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and some other people were just saying like, he's black, but it was a joke. And like, you know, they're just yeah. like, oh, yeah, blah, blah. And but for the most part, yeah, I mean, it was uh, some people were just like, yeah, it's so true. Because it's unfortunate, you know? It's like we talked about the whole beef thing earlier, right? Like, people will believe that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, again, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to read Future State. I don't like how we're getting there, but I'm interested to see how it's going to be. I did see uh, that the second Shattered, whatever they're calling it, um, book with, like, all the different uh, heroes from the different generations that are teaming yeah. up um it's gonna be a multi writer story so there's gonna be different stories in it uh unfortunately john romita jr is a part of it um yeah yeah only two issues of tom king's run that made me wince <laughs> um was it three issues i don't remember i think it might have been three yeah um oh random entertainment news uh that i heard about the flash movie since it does involve batman is I heard they're trying to get Linda Carter yes. to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's going to be old Wonder Woman and, and young Wonder Woman in it, maybe? That would be kind of cool. You know? I just, the one thing I'm really, I really feel like this is going to be the movie is we're just going to have that one epic scene where all the portals open and they're just like, I'm here. Well, that's that's what I, I asked a couple of friends of mine. If, uh, if it ends up being a in-game ripoff, Mm-hmm. And I can say that because unfortunately Endgame came first mm-hmm. and you see like, and I don't know how they're going to, we have to watch Zack Snyder's justice league first. And of course, yeah. uh, uh, Mo- I forgot his name, uh, freaking director of it. Uh, Muschietti. 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 Yeah. Muschietti. We don't know how he's going to interpret the speed force. We, we don't yeah. not yet. Mm-hmm. So, We'll see how Zack Snyder does it in Zack Snyder's Justice League and mm-hmm. see if M- Muschietti will then use that to maybe it'll make it more interesting. Maybe they just pop out of nowhere. Um, yeah. I want to see a good visual for it, um, but just seeing like a portal into or a small little cameo, I think will be a little disappointing. Uh, and if it is a on your left type of scene where all these heroes come out at the very end, to help with the end conflict um i might roll my eyes a little bit to be honest yeah i still don't think it'll be as bad as she has help nothing's ever oh god oh god ever gonna beat that i'm sorry it's just it's not girls get Uh, it done (laughs) that was good though that i sent you that video right that that guy made on tiktok yeah how like they were actually useful and how yeah. the men ran away because there was no way they were going to be able to fight. Like yeah. it made sense. They're like, this is how Endgame should have been. Yeah. Um, yeah. So good. So good. Um, I love the boys. I can't wait for season three. Like <laughs> that show's so good. Like I, I love satire shows that fucking knock off the things I love. I just find it funny. Um, that's why South Park's still around. Um, but uh, yeah, so you don't want to know one of the things that never happens that I would love to see in like the flash is I know he's always running, 
like through like he's running and going through different times i would i would love to see him fall through time like just an epic scene of like maybe he trips or something and he like falls through time so like he's literally falling and you see these different eras and stuff happening and he has to like catch his feet you know and start running again like it would be cool if he like ran down a tunnel or something of just different eras like you could have cool visuals of that because you never see him falling and i think falling through time would be cool um for the flash because everybody knows he runs right but like if the speed force is all around you and all these universes are all around you then i i would feel like i just can't i can't help but picture uh i can't can't help but picture uh clara in that doctor who episode yeah my headset just died oh nice no i uh I, i was saying that um i can't help but picture the uh clara in doctor who how she falls through oh, time. So good. So good. I love that. That's the visual I get whenever I hear somebody falling through time. But yeah. I, I could definitely see it. I still I still want more info on the just the thought process and what they're gonna do with Keaton. Because yeah. Keaton is becoming more and more of a talking point because a lot of people still see Batman Returns as a Christmas movie mm-hmm. because of, you know, just the it had the holiday season. I didn't know that was a that was a summer blockbuster. It it yeah. didn't come out during Christmas. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, you know, I I'm hearing every Tim Burton movie is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We really go back and look, he has a Christmas in a lot of his stuff. Yeah. I I haven't seen Dumbo yet but because doesn't doesn't even the second batman have christmas elements because it's like in the snow and shit that's wait second batman as in like batman returns the penguin one yeah Yeah, that's batman returns isn't there christmas stuff in the first one though no first batman no huh weird yeah Um, i i could have swore there was but i I haven't seen it in a while yeah but uh a lot of people are reviewing that movie uh don't know why there's just a lot of people reviewing it right now and it's coming up with the discussion of it being a christmas movie and so a lot of people are in it yeah and i feel like christmas is like a main plot to the story so it, it definitely makes it a christmas movie but because of that people are having more and more questions about what michael keaton's gonna be doing in the flash film or in the future of the dceu is it still rumored that he's going to be that Nick Fury type character? You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I want him. I honestly want him to be like the senior hero in Flash. Mm-hmm. But then Flash drops him off in the future and him being a Batman Beyond film after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um Although I know it's Batman Beyond, we've had this discussion. It's going to be very odd to make him live action, but yeah, man, uh, have we had that on this podcast? I think we've had it on the podcast. Yeah, like just- we've mentioned it every every once in a while. Just like the way, like the the suit isn't going to exactly be the exact same from the show, just because yeah. you'll see the abs, you'll see the muscle, you'll see the definition. When in the show, it was all flat, and that's what kind of made it cool, you know? Yeah, I mean, you could do that with CGI, though. So, like, it, the whole suit would have to be CGI, though, which would be unfortunate. Yeah. But 
um it's doable uh as long as you get good cgi because marvel just gave up on iron man they just gave up on that suit after a while they're like it's not cgi we'll do it in cgi fuck it yeah and- i think it was i i think after the first one like the second iron man onward yeah was all cgi and that's a shame because the first film looks so good yeah i feel like they were like okay danny jr we're gonna pay you the 20 million dollars of film but cgi budget is 25 million and you're taking 20 of it so your suit's gonna be five million okay (laughs) like because i feel like (laughs) progressively worse yeah like you 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 very much started to realize that you just saw a floating head that's all it was for sure um but you know it is what it is and you know freaking Zack snyder showed that you can make those suits look badass i mean yeah it was practical it was all practical which is awesome it's why i'm so excited for suicide squad because it's all practical yeah and not maybe not everything but the explosions are real and stuff like that so it's as practical as can be because obviously we have a cgi shark so oh speaking Um, of suicide squad just gonna go ahead and say it here I did get a random email, and right before we started the actual episode, I went ahead, went into my trash on my email, opened that thing up again. It was because of Suicide Squad versus the Justice League, and mm-hmm. it was actually a um, be the first to know type of thing. So if you sign up, I'm sure like I will start getting updates about yeah. the game. So you know, hopefully they are doing that for the fact that maybe they have a new update on the game. Uh, they're going to talk about it. Hopefully, maybe. I Isn't don't know. Game Awards coming up or something soon? Game Awards is coming up pretty soon. Um, I heard that, uh, of course, it will be all digital. And uh, apparently Tom Holland is going to be uh, giving out an award, of course, because of Uncharted, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> but uh, maybe, hopefully, they'll, they'll have something for uh, both uh, Arkham Knights and Suicide Squad versus Justice League. Yeah, I still can't buy him as Nathan Drake. He's he's a child. He's, yeah, I'm sorry. he is. He's, he's a child. It just, it still just blows my mind that you have Mark Wahlberg right there, right there. He could have been Nathan Drake out of anybody. Yeah. Um. Although there was a big fan cast for they wanted fucking again Nathan Fillion to be Nathan Drake. Well, a did you? That. Yeah. No. Well. Nathan Fillion actually made a short film on YouTube as mm. him as Nathan Drake. Oh, I did not know see that. Yeah. And it's really cool because they do this like really cool, like third person camera thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause he, it's like, he has to infiltrate like this house. He goes in there, you know, shit starts to hit the fan and then you start to see him like shoot people and stuff. And it does yeah. this really cool third person camera and you get to see Sully uh Sully is played by the uh uh it's something Lang I forgot his his first name the du- the villain from the James Cameron Avatar films oh, Okay you know yeah. who I'm talking about the older yeah, guy about, yeah. yeah he's the hardcore he, military guy Yeah he mm-hmm. plays Sully in that short film Nice Yeah um it's great it's like I think a total of maybe 15 to 20 minutes so hmm. it might be even shorter than that maybe you can react to it but uh yeah i'd have to check it out but it, it uh, it's really fun but that was small random you know video game news uh but the next book what what do you want to go to next uh we will cover we'll end with both of the king books but uh let's cover deceased um 
what do you think of this? Because I think we had a conversation that we feel like this book's kind of getting away from what it normally was. Yeah, it's definitely moving a little bit more away from what I initially thought that this was going to be. Of course, they're still looking for the cure and everything else. But like, I think a few hours before the books dropped in actual like comiXology and everything else, excuse me. um, I saw a friend of mine tweet out. I bet you anything. This next deceased book is just another filler to get us into the finale. Yeah. And that's kind of what this was. We are at issue number what six. The next book is the final issue. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like it. No. Um, yeah. So we found out the cure works in this book. Uh, yeah. They found the cure. Uh, they were going to use it on Green Arrow, but Mr. Miracle was like, no, we're going to use it on Barda. And, uh, you know, Green Canary was like, fuck, no, you're not. And he was like, no, I'm not because I'm being selfish. It's because she, her body might be able to withstand it if something goes wrong. Because, uh, yeah. you know, she's got the body of a god. And or a new god, and so there she's like fine, fine. So they go to this planet, they find her, and they ended up using on her. And the first thing she says is like, "Where's our son?" You know. So we know she's back to being Barda and stuff, and so that's cool. But what we find out that's happening at the same time is we what two or three issues ago we found out about those Amazos that the villains had created, and I completely forgot about those. Yeah, I completely so, forgot about this whole villain thing. Yeah, and that's why I feel like the story's been getting away. And I'm like, man, I just want a good zombie story. Yeah, but it's gotten into this craziness. And anyways, so uh, the Amazos are finally done, and they're like, let's go torch all of the people because we have a you know they don't know about the cure. So you would feel like the Green could just go talk to them, be like, hey, uh, we found a cure. Like y'all can chill. And um, the Amazos are just torturing all of these dead bodies. And so now we're it's a race against time, right? So like we think yeah. the Amazos are going to destroy everybody on the world, whereas the people have the cure, but they need to be able to make more of it. So they need time. And then Constantine's just doing his own shit over here because he knows about uh, what's-his-face showing up. I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Trigon. Yeah, Trigon's showing up. So he's like, uh well we got this whole dead body stuff going on these amazos and the fucking devils basically come into earth so i gotta go fight this bitch and we found out that he's been gathering all the most important magical weapons to basically go save the world now you said you kind of had an issue with this because it seems very out of character for john constantine it it does it it feels very out of character but we did have the discussion about how if it means that Constantine lives, he will do whatever it takes to live. Yeah. Um, he is very selfish in that way. And even if it means a selfless act will do it, he will do it. Um, yeah. This is just on the extreme. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, minor spoilers, because I have a feeling you still haven't seen it. Um, we almost get something like this in the Apocalypse movie that ends all of the justice league uh like animated shows or, or movies yeah i'm not going to spoil too much because i still think you need to watch it it's still such it a great HBO? movie um 
it might actually be on HBO. Let me look that up real quick. You go ahead and keep going. I have to watch it. But yeah, anyways, so uh, the book ends because, again, this is a filler. Not a lot happens. Um, at, so it ends with John Constantine flying away with, like, he takes Dr. Fate's helmet. He has the spear. He has Ragman's uh, coat. Like, he has a bunch of stuff. He has the Shazam powers because he's part of Shazam now. Um, and so he does all of this. How he's a pure of heart everybody's like how how the fuck are you a pure of heart john constantine like you're the shittiest one out of all of us uh but you know i guess because he's willing to sacrifice himself solomon's like cool um so he becomes like a shazam as well now the crazy thing about this is or one thing i mentioned to clay was this book i thought it was gonna be this big thing like this coming of age party for the new trinity they're basically non-existent in this book like nobody gives a shit about the trinity here like you don't know anything about uh wonder girl or wonder woman now yeah you don't ever really talk about her i think there was that kind of like her and damien relationship we never really expanded on that yeah um damien i said this kind of sucks as batman i'm not yeah gonna like and i understand that like with taylor being the writer that he is he always likes to show the lighter side of characters and yeah. he definitely gets these characters don't get me wrong he understands mm -hmm. these characters he's been with these characters ever since injustice he knows these characters but he wanted something new he mm -hmm. knew that damien wasn't bruce yeah so he tried to make this new spin on him and it's just not cutting it and i think it's mainly because we're not seeing what he is writing in yeah. Worlds at War, mm -hmm. the digital title. And also, this is only seven issues of a miniseries, you know? Yeah. So he, there's not much time to elaborate on it, especially when you made the point that Batman is just a small highlight of this series. He's yeah. not a main focal point. Mm -hmm. So... There's there's ver there's variables to why maybe people don't gravitate towards Damian Batman as of right now. Yeah. Well, my thing is, too, is the idea of Damian not being like Bruce just seems kind of weird, because if anything, he's more like Bruce than anybody. He's his literal child. Yeah. And two, like if anybody is supposed to be different than Bruce, it's supposed to be Dick Grayson, not Damian. And if you're going to sell me on the idea of Damien being different, then the person that changes him is John. Like John would be the one that changes him because they're yeah. such good friends. And John has grown up in the household of like, be good, be true, you know, bring hope where Damien has, you know, had a brooding father the whole time. And he's like about being right, about being calculated, being, you know, justice. Yeah. And so like, you know, I think everybody that's had a good friend in their life knows that a good friend can change your life. But I just, they're still kids. Like, they're still kids in this book. Like, what is this, a five-year jump? So they're still relatively young. So I don't know if Damien could lose that much time and be so different. You know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of how I see it. Um, but I don't know, like... I wish maybe we could have got, even if it's a one shot, the Trinity actually doing something. 
Yeah. Like they haven't even saved the world here. They haven't done anything important really. Like which is which is why I'm saying like I think you would get most of that. I I kind of fell off of that series. Uh-huh. Uh, I I need to start reading it again. But you were seeing the young trinity mm-hmm. working together getting everybody onto those, you know, freaking uh ships to, you know, get to that earth too. So yeah. so it it is unfortunate and i do hope maybe in the future taylor did say uh he did make he he, it wasn't really an announcement it was just an answer to somebody's question on twitter he said Mm -hmm. that this month they are announcing that he will be on a new dc series now superman everybody is hoping that it's superman a lot of people are thinking maybe a green arrow series possibly batman who knows Mm -hmm. no way it's batman um i wish uh not i mean well and that's the thing i was talking to some friends and i don't think he would be he he had a really good annual for tom Mm -hmm. king's batman yes with his writing style it fit for that story Mm -hmm. i don't think with his writing style with the oh, I'm going to kill somebody in every story that I tell and yeah. then have a lot of feels and emotion. You, It doesn't work for a solo series of Batman. No, no. Um, Green Arrow, would it be a miniseries, though? I don't think an ongoing Green Arrow would work either, though. I think because he has such a good concept of who Green Arrow is, I mm-hmm. think if anybody could make a successful ongoing Green Arrow series, it would be Taylor. I would want it to be on Black Label. So I I could see I could see it being on Black Label, but I genuinely think his next series will be something in main continuity. Hmm. Interesting. Um. Yeah. I mean, he's not writing Suicide Squad anymore. Yeah. So, Unless we'll the Revolutionaries is his next book, you know, which would be interesting. But like, if you're not involving any connection to the Suicide Squad, it'll be interesting to see what like they do. Will they yeah. go after Justice League, the Revolutionary Justice League versus the Revolutionaries? Like, I it'll just book, it'll just be Suicide Squad versus the Justice League again. You know? Yeah, I mean, the book died because of. Um, like I mean, the book survived, I should say, because it had Deadshot and Harley, and then you know some other sprinklings of other people. Yet it still got canceled. Yeah. So you know, like I don't know if anybody would be willing to just ah, the revolutions are so good, I want to buy it. You know, the story mm-hmm. was great, but you know, it still is what it is. Um, but yeah, either way. Uh, so now we got two Tom King books this week. With Strange Adventures and Bad Cat, we're going to close it out with Bad Cat. But in Strange Adventures, you made the comment that you feel like you need to read this all together. Yes, I think that um, this is definitely one because we had that small little conversation about, you know, Tom King definitely writes a story for the trade. He mm-hmm. he writes he writes so that way one through five makes a complete thought, you know, and then you complete that conclusion of that thought through six through 12 or whatever, you know? So 
I think with this, because one thing that, uh, you know, I, I'm going to kind of jump right to the end a little bit. We'll talk majority about this, but because we finally get the answer to what the very first issue had kind of brought onto this series, like it was the whole reason for the series. We finally get that answer. There was a lot of information in between. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I kind of lost why this is going on. I understand that like, yes, the investigation is to see whether he was the killer or not. And then because of that, we now have stumbled upon this possibility of him being a war criminal okay, let's do more investigation into that. Excuse me. And it's just fallen onto like all these different things. Like I understand that's the concept of this story and you're unraveling something bigger than what you expected. That's the whole yeah. concept. Of course, that's because this whole story is based upon the Mueller report. And that's basically what they found out is that they were looking at this thing and then found out a whole bunch of other corruption stuff. Yeah. So, with that knowledge now and what this issue concluded with, I think this is what completes the thought. Mm -hmm. And the conclusion to that thought is what will be eight, nine, 10, 11, and 12. Yeah. Like, I think that I definitely need to read issues one through seven to be like, okay, I solidified my thought. I understand it now. Let's move forward. Because mm -hmm. this issue gets really weird really quick. It's gorgeous, though. Yes. Like, the art was amazing in this book. Because um, it... So, basically, Adam Strange goes on an acid trip, is what happens in this story. Uh, if you guys don't remember, because it's been so long, and I told this to Clay, because Clay had mentioned, he was like, I need to read this all together, or whatever. It's been two months since we read this, because... Yeah we had the director's cut issue in between six and seven. Yes. So it's been two weeks. Uh, the last episode or the last issue, I remember them as episodes. The last issue ended with Adam strange and his wife getting shot out of the air yep. and only him being drugged, uh, dragged somewhere. And we realized that in that previous issue, we found out that Adam strange had been tortured and his wife said he was never the same after that. And so this is what that is. This is the torturing part. And the torturing is basically he was hooked up to some type of machine and they were making him feel like he was on other planets and traveling through time. And he was basically, he was trying to remember how long he'd been in this thing. And I think they say like weeks pass, right? Like he's constantly being tortured and weeks have passed. And like he's in outer space, and it it's very psychedelic. Like this seems like a uh, a a thing you would see out of something Stanley Quebec would make. Very beautiful, very crazy, and it's just like what the fuck's going on. It, what it reminded me of was, have you ever seen Clockwork Orange? Yes. This is what this reminded me of when oh, they hooked the scene at the end, yeah. Yeah. and he's just like, yeah, that's what this reminded me of. And I was like, oh fuck, this is Clockwork Orange. So I thought this was amazing. Um. And, like, so he's just tripping balls. Now, we have this one cool panel of Batman. It looks like he's fighting a scout from the Paquettes. Uh, I think that's what they call them, right? Pikes? Pikes. Um, he's fighting the Pikes. And he's like, I, Batman says, I know you, the vanguard of the tyrannic, tyrannical army. 
and the pike is saying something batman flips him over and he's like but you're pretty far from home and you may not know me but i'm batman i'm batman and i don't care for tyranny and like he's got his fists up ready to fight and then this this uh pike or whatever gets his head blown off and it's adam strange he said well said bruce i quite agree and of course batman is pissed that he just did that he was like what the hell are you doing you can't kill them he's like no you can't kill them because you're a superhero i'm something else so that's showing this mentality that adam strange thinks he's above other people which mm-hmm. i find very interesting because you you don't expect that from a hero like yes batman thinks he is better than his competition but he do, he prepares himself to be that way to be ready for every basically any kind of situation but depending on the writer batman for the most part never underestimates his opponents but here we know that adam strange kills these people like he's been to war so he's like these people are gonna die like you need to understand war so he's coming at it from a war standpoint batman is still coming at it from like a humanity standpoint and there are rules to war like you know prisoners all that kind of stuff you don't torture you don't do all that stuff those are the rules that are supposed to happen people obviously break those rules but anyways so adam strange is just tripping through the most of this he's like in like the antarctic with these weird owl type penguin things then he's in a sea of crazy jellyfish and he's just talking to this hippie guy this whole time this hippie guy's like oh yeah man i remember my first trip and blah 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 uh one of my favorite panels is the one where adam strange is uh, it's like one towards the end, but he's like opening his mouth and it's just all rainbow colors around it and it says, I'll be freeing or it'll be freeing. Mm-hmm. Love that panel. Uh, I think it'd be like an amazing wallpaper or something. Um, and then we're seeing him talk to his wife. They're chilling on a couch. Uh, I feel like this seems like the same couch that's in every Mitch Gerard's comic. And he took a photo recently of him actually on this couch. It's blue in real life, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, and he took a photo exactly how Adam Strange is posing. He took a photo like that. So nice. I think his couch is in his house. So um, then this is when we get the revelation of like, you know, I talked to Mr. Terrific and like what's going on. And this is where it made me change my thought of Adam Strange. Because prior to this, we thought his wife was the mastermind. Like she was the one behind everything. Well, it seems like she didn't know that Adam actually uh, killed somebody or killed this guy at the start in issue one. And she's asking him, like, I need to know everything. Like, if I'm going to protect you, I need to know everything and you need to tell me. And it seems like she's questioning the way, at least the way I read it was it seems like she's questioning what happened to their daughter. Or their child. I don't know if it's a boy or girl. It's a daughter. And so I feel like Adam Strange now has all the spotlight on him. And he knows something and is hiding something that the wife herself doesn't even know. And again, if we're relating this to the Mueller report, we know that there are people that will fall on grenades for Trump. And his wife could be one of those people. Yeah. So it's getting very interesting. And um, I'm just now curious on 
where this is going to go. Because I think the daughter is alive. Now with this happening, it could be that maybe the daughter did die, but she didn't die the way the wife originally thought. Could it be that Adam Strange killed her? That would be a weird, crazy twist. And if that's the case, what happens to Adam Strange at the end of this book? If he killed that person at the start of this book, is he going to go to jail or is he going to run away to Ran and stay there forever? I'd be very curious. It's it's very, very interesting. Uh, I This was a huge psychedelic fucking trip, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, even to the point where like you get that that point of like seeing him reunited with his family yeah and then to find out that that also was just part of the acid trip yeah like and you you see him just broken he is broken at the end of this fucking book but um i decoded the sign language really it's actually say something yes it all it says and i don't know i don't understand why it would it's just says have a nice day huh yeah so i don't know if that means anything you know uh mitch and and freaking king have said that they have put in small little easter eggs for future projects in almost every book that they write yeah i you know you brought in the fact that maybe the sign language is a tease at something that they are possibly going to try to do in, you know, in the future. So I wanted to decode it, but yeah, all it says is have a nice day. Well, I mean, I don't know if this, cause the pandemic pushed everything back. So I wonder if this was all supposed to come out earlier because have a nice day could, could it's a stretch be Watchmen related. And we are currently reading Rorschach. Um, you know, because they have the happy happy face pin. That's oh, yeah. very have a nice day. Um, and I don't know. We never really got confirmation of this, but Tom King a long time ago said he was working on something button related. Is that Rorschach or is it something different? I think it's Rorschach. You think it's Rorschach? Yeah. So, do you think he's gonna tie it into continuity with a button? Oh God. Um, that's that's the thing i'm curious about or was it just a a, an offhand comment because i don't really feel like he does that i feel like it might have been an offhand comment um just because at the time we were like gosh we were right still in the middle of freaking doomsday clock we were still at the tail end of his run like, I don't think he was really allowed to say much of anything because of no. the controversy of his run and him being taken off of Batman. So mm-hmm. uh, one thing I do want to point out is in the in that scene where it's a double page spread of him and his wife. Um, and I'm just going to throw this out there and I don't think it means anything, but there's two different pictures of the Earth. One is the Earth and one is it covered fully in green. I don't Ooh, know if that's like thing. a random swamp thing, like if they were gonna do a swamp thing twelve issue series. That Mitch so if, really enjoys Mitch here. Mitch always brings up the swamp thing issue. He knows it as the actual like issue number. That's how much yeah. he enjoys it. Yeah. I would so, be down. 
I'm calling it now. If that is a Swamp Thing reference, you heard it here first. Because we we called out one of the random teases. Could it be Swamp Thing trying to save, like, you know, going after climate change or something? Very political, very crazy. Could be something like that. Swamp Thing teams up with Greta. Boom. Uh, <laughs> AOC2 with Green New Deal. Superhero. Like, we're here. Fucking, I'd be down. Oh, I'll take some. Give me some clay man drawing AOC. I'll take it Ooh. all day. I'll take it all day. Um, because as much as I love Mitch's art, he makes a lot of his women look the same, in my opinion. Yes. Um, um he like, did in fact say that uh, Olivia Munn was his reference, um, in a word balloon, uh, discussion. The one that I I mess uh, I sent you. Yeah, uh, he did actually, you finish that? Was yeah. there anything interesting to add to what we're about um, to read? Not really. No. Um, other yeah. he, uh, you know, I I think we can safely say that, like we said, we're gonna be talking about Batcat next. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently there was like some weird controversy, like inside baseball, about what they could do with Phantasm. Um, as far really? as yeah, um, and there they was an, all the rights or something. Well, that was the thing. There was an offhand comment about DC not owning all the rights to Phantasm. And I was like, how? Yeah, like WB produced the movie. They own all the rights to Batman. And if anybody created them, it would be Paul Dini. And but wasn't it wasn't a 20th Century Fox movie? Was it? I can't remember. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I so think what was the off the hand comment. I'll look it up. But well, I think it was Mitch or or Doc. I can't remember who it was. I can't really. Uh, it was hard to 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 differentiate the the voices sometimes. But somebody had said, "Oh, I don't believe they had all the rights, or they have all the rights at the time." Mm-hmm. So that um, made me question it. But uh, cool. the the very first picture we saw of Phantasm. Mm-hmm. was actually the very first like drawing that Clayman did of Phantasm. Really? Yeah. So I think that was pretty cool. Um apparently their decision on what they could do with Phantasm is that they couldn't immediately put them on a cover or something like mm-hmm. that. Um it, it it just it sounded very odd, so I would like to you know maybe do a a dive into that. Yeah, to see. If uh, it... it says that it was produced by Warner Brothers, so. Huh. So I don't know. It says production and everything distributed by Warner Brothers. Interesting. Um. So yeah. Uh. But you know there are. This is the first time it's ever happened, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's some legal things here. I'm also very curious about a lot of the stuff from the animated series, too, because I'm very surprised there hasn't been, like, a Grey Ghost thing before, because it's such a popular character that doesn't get used a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's her name? Ruby Rocket or whatever something. like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, like, a lo- Clock King. Like, I don't see him a lot. Like Clock King well, actually played... A, a role in green arrow um really? rebirth yeah okay yeah so like clock king is one of my like d-list characters that i love i just yeah. love clock king um but yeah anyway so it's very i'm very curious about that but anyways let's talk about Batcat. one art amazing 
like absolutely breathtaking um now i don't know how it was in the comic i did not go pick up my comics today because i had a dead battery in my car so i wasn't able to make my normal trip to the comic shop but uh from the thing that we got from dc i don't know if this was a double page spread that opened up the book or not but it is of what i'm assuming is wayne manor or their version of wayne manor and it says silent night in one of the windows and it's just lit up like it's like that lights on and it's got this nice crazy old timey border that says bat and cat which mm-hmm. I think is really cool. And it has all, it's the title page basically. And so I thought that was kind of cool. And then there, they did these weird things where it's like a one full page panel or one full page of somebody opening up like a small door or a clock and something's in there and it has phantasm in there. It also has like a number one. Yeah, on that's, it. that's how the book opens and that's yeah. how the book ends. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to do that for two, three, four, five, and just kind of have this weird element to it. But it opens up because this is a Christmas book. It's coming out around Christmas, and it's going to apparently take place around Christmas time. Um, And I guess it'll make sense over time because this will also end in December, or it should maybe January. So it'll still have Christmas feels throughout. But anyways, it opens up with Silent Night. So the song. Tom King, if you haven't read any of his stuff before, he loves putting music in his stuff. and Which I'm very surprised about because, and I don't know when the song was produced, when he was talking about his uh, his nightmares sequ- uh, mm-hmm. sequence with, I think, Paquette is his yeah. name. Uh, Paquette is actually somebody who also does music. So... Mm-hmm he was really easily able to interpret everything going on in the book. Um, King said that there's, they're only allowed to put music. That's like as old as like the 1940s or something. Yeah. I want to know when silent night was produced. Uh, Feel free to look it up uh, because so what we have is it's opening up with birds, Selena, old Selena. So again, uh, Clay did make a good point of this. He says, if you weren't, if you don't, if you didn't read King stuff prior to this, you might be a little confused with this book. I agree mm. with it. But if you did read the Batman number two annual during Tom King's run, this is taking place during that era. That was the first kiss and the last kiss. We saw their first meeting and their last meeting. And this is taking place. It starts off with that last meeting. Bruce is dead in this book at the start. And so Selena is driving a very fancy car during down a highway. It looks kind of like Miami, but we're going to assume this is like, you know, Gotham or whatever. And she has her cat with her that she got at the end of that annual that Bruce left for her. And uh, it's seen Holy Night. We get to see uh, Andrea, right? Andrea Beaumont. Yes. Uh, Andrea Beaumont, yeah. Bruce. And she's like, thanks for meeting me, Bruce. And he's like, no problem. They're in the manor. Um which I'm very curious at this time, because if I'm not mistaken, he meets with her and it has to be current continuity because she is like, the house hasn't changed much. I feel like that's Alfred's doing. And she is, and Bruce is like, I'm sorry to tell you this, but Alfred's passed. And then there's like this one panel of Alfred saying like another late night, Master Bruce. And then we get the panel of Batman fucking Catwoman. It's the one we saw already. It's yes. where Alfred's walking in and he's like, oh. And uh, I feel like Alfred's done that a lot. Well, so, it oh. is really cool because it very much mirrors 
if anybody has seen Mask of the Phantasm, mm-hmm. when Bruce is in his karate jujitsu outfit practicing outside, him and Andrea have a moment of making out on the grass and Alfred does the exact same thing. Yeah. So it mirrors it. So if people know that, it, it would be like, oh, okay, this is something that's in the actual movie. So I yeah. thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, he's probably seen that a million times. Um, but anyway, so uh, Selena and Bruce are getting it on. And then we cut to, again, what I think feels like Miami. Selena pulls into this Seabird Island mobile home place. And she tells her cat, she's like, I told you it wouldn't take long. And she's she's singing the song Silent Night now. And she pulls in. Published to- in 1833, by the way. So plenty Damn. of time. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Um, she pulls in and there's this old guy who looks like he belongs in Florida. And he's like, Selena Kyle, is that you after all these years? And she's like, hello. And uh, she walks in, cuts to present day of Batman talking to Selena. They're in their new outfits about Andrea Beaumont. And of course, Selena, she's like, so this is the first love, you know, the love that uh, became a crazy murderer after, which seems to happen with a lot of your loves. She kind of throws shade at that point. And um, I guess throwing shade at Talia. That's funny. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Well, he's had plenty of loves or interests that have went evil. Yeah. Um, So, you know, it just kind of happens with Batman. And so they're kind of talking about like, what she wanted and he's like he he, she's looking for her son who ran away possibly looking for his father then we get this nice panel i love when artists do this it's this big splash and it's not a splash panel i don't know how you call this but it's a panel that overlaps other panels i really love this and it's batman making out with catwoman and this is the past and they're kind of just making out like on top of a rooftop. And she's like, he's like, I got to go. She's like, I know, but they're still kind of getting really intimate with each other. And he's like, I really do got to go. And she's like, I know. And then they're still making out. So it's just showing this connection between Batman and Catwoman. Um, then, of course, it cuts back to Selena, old Selena, talking to this guy. And she's they're talking about like, oh, you know, how are the grandkids? Helena's got to have uh, some kids by now. And she says she's dating somebody nice. Now, from my understanding, I don't know if Helena's ever been gay before. And I don't know if that's just because she's Batwoman now, if Batwoman just always needs to be gay, or what the case is here. I don't have any issue with it, but I'm just curious if... like I It was something that, that I very much noticed, yeah. Yeah, I very much noticed it too. Um, I wouldn't mind if... Like, because Selena said there was some promising ones or some hopeful ones. Now, I don't know if she's a lot like her mother and she likes to play both fields because in New 52, there was a moment when Selena was dating a woman and then they kind of just retcon that. And she's like, nope, she just dates Batman. Yeah. Um, So, you know, there's there's not any confirmation there. If somebody wanted in the future to make Helena bisexual, they could easily do that. Yeah. Um, But so there's that. And um, so Selena doesn't and Batman don't have any grandchildren. There's no confirmation if Nightwing and anybody else have had kids. So, you know, they could have grandchildren through all the other kids. But anyways, uh, this is something I loved. Clay has not seen the episode yet. 
but they brought in an older character from the animated series, which is, uh, I forget his name, um, Sewer King. Yeah. And Sewer King, there's an episode in the Batman animated series where he is a guy that basically does what Selina does. He takes in kids and protects them, but he has them stealing stuff for him. And he lives in the sewer and he controls crocodiles down there because there's always that rumor of crocodiles being in the sewers of Gotham. It's where croc comes from, stuff like yeah. that. And apparently, through continuity now, Sewer King actually raised Selina for a little bit. We all know from Selina's childhood that she bounced around Gotham a lot. Mm-hmm. She was a kid that raised herself pretty much. And so he was like, "There, you were that little girl with all the kittens. Like, where did you go? And she's just like, answer my question. Where's Andrew Beaumont, which is the child to Andrea? And uh, he's like, he, he, his names for his crocodiles were Lyle, Kyle, Niall, Pyle, and Argyle. Let me know if those were the names <laughs> in the animated series, because it sounds familiar, because it sounds campy enough. Yeah. And I feel like it might have been in the animated series, so I don't know. But he says to eat them. We got this preview from King and Clayman a while back of selena and batman which i thought this was really cool it was a nice little thing where they held hands and they beat the shit out of all these crocodiles and batman escapes with the grappling hook i thought that was a nice little touch so they're fighting all these crocodiles we go back to the past again and this is the first introduction of the joker that we see in this story because selena's about to take something from this guy and joker turns on the lamp and he's like what's up and she's like shit And they start talking, and we find out that Joker wants to kill Batman, and he knows that Batman and Selina are doing it. And he's like, will you kill him for me? And she's like, no. And um, so he's trying to come up with a plan. He's like, you know, you're not like this. You're, You're fun. Like, you shouldn't be, you know, basically doing Batman. You shouldn't be doing that. And she's like, do what I want. And he, so we know Joker wants something from Selina. And uh, I don't know if that's going to play into the story later because, you know, she basically got this really expensive jewelry and Joker didn't kill her or do anything. So we're going to see if that plays out later. I highly doubt I would be kind of mad if King did this. I would hate for it to tie into the whole designer bullshit. I'd be so mad that that's why they're cool. <laughs> um now uh after we see these panels though we see the cat that selena brought is kind of scratching at the floor in this apartment that she's in and under the welcome mat there's blood and there's blood on the cat's nails it just looks very suspicious we Mm -hmm. see that woman catch a kid tells the kid didn't anybody ever tell you stealing stuff is wrong which i thought was a nice little touch and we find out this kid was running with uh andrea's son and uh was hanging out with somebody under a bridge because they promised him something the promise is i could help you find your dad this kid's just looking for his dad yeah we get a flashback of what i had already mentioned of selena and joker kind of talking about like her hooking up with batman and he wanted to kill her and then we find out that selena tells this old guy in this you know florida house there's something wrong with Bruce or something happened with Bruce. He passed away and this guy starts crying and um, he's just like, Oh man, I can't believe this. He's really distraught. We find out that Andrea's kid is dead. They find him dead under the bridge. It looks like he's been jokerized 
Mm-hmm. And she, we just see her crying at the precinct. And he's like, is there any way his father's like, where's his father? And she's like, his father's dead. Then we get another sexy time moment with Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle, where he's like, do you, I just put in a whole new alarm system. You know how many alarms should be going off? And she's in a very sexy pose with a cat with her. And she's like all of them. And uh, so we know they bang out another one. And then we get uh, Selena crying when she's talking to this guy and saying, like, all I've done is cry since, you know, hearing about Bruce. But now that Batman's dead um, or the, the old man says Batman's dead, what do we do now? Selena is like, oh, you know, darling, you know, uh, it's so well. He's gone. He can't stop me for what you did for Andrea. I'm finally uh, I finally get to kill you. And we just see this guy start laughing and he takes off his toupee and we get this full page spread of the Joker, an old ass Joker laughing. And then we cut to a graveyard and it's Andrea digging up the phantasm uh, casket with it in there. And the Silent Night song starts playing. She's sitting in a hotel room. She has the dirty shovel. She has the phantasm outfit on the bed. And it just, the camera slowly starts pulling out and the Silent Night song finishes and it says to be continued. And obviously, I love this. <laughs> so, like, well, I'm not even gonna lie. There's one, so I will say there's random guy on Twitter that follows me. Uh, mm-hmm. He gets really hyped about DC books, uh, just comic books overall. And I, I remember his review kind of standing out to me. Uh, he says, I mean, visuals were astounding, as we all know, man's uh, prowess. As far as the narrative goes, it kind of was weird. Uh, typical Tom King uh, ambiguity that can come off really smart sometimes, but also confusing and pretentious AF. Sigh, I'll give it one more issue. Hmm. But he also added, says, P.S., that 17 plus rating is horseshit. If you're going to try and use that sexy bat cat motif, it would have been a bit more revealing, giving us this uh, Skinamax preview tease, LOL, for fuck's sake. Yeah. So uh, we did see somebody say that on Twitter was asking like i haven't bought somebody commented to tom king after seeing something about batcat they're like if batcat if batman and catwoman fucking this i'm buying this book and i haven't bought one in so long and tom king just replied they fuck yeah now (laughs) this is one issue out of 13 technically because tom king said there is going to be something in the middle of the series we don't know how far they're going to let him go if he wants to show some more stuff. I don't think... I want to say... Are we going to see Batwing? I don't know. Maybe. Are they going to let him allow it? Are we going to see Selena Boo? Are we going to be able to see that? Are we going to see Kitty Cat Selena? Like, I don't know what they're going to allow them to do. Um, which, again, especially after watching so much anime lately, let it do it. Stop well, being well, Doc Shaner actually said that uh, he wrote he drew a completely different sex scene for mm-hmm. uh for the strange yeah uh issue and dc was like okay you've apparently met your butt quota we can't do this and so he had to rewrite it or redraw really it. yeah 
Was that for what issue was that? I think it was like issue. Mirage did the first issue. Was it? Was that where they're like in the? They get trapped in the cave. cave. No, yeah, it was in the cave, and and they had sex in it. Yeah, that was that was Shaner who did that. Yeah, I don't know why they're so prudish about it, man. Like, I just don't get it. Like, you're paying the cover price. It's mature content. Like, I can't believe that Batwang ruined that so bad. The it it was it wasn't even it was the outline of Batwang, not even Batwang. It was the outline. And then if you looked pr- like close enough attention to the rest of the book, you know, you can show you, you see from like a bird's eye view of the mansion that yeah. the bat wing is out like a little yeah. bit. That's it. Yeah, it's um, it's insane because like there are so m- I mean, I'm pretty sure Marvel artists do this, too. But there are so many DC artists that love that like erotica style art. And it's gorgeous. Yeah. And they have to sell it on their Patreon or do whatever like that because they're like, DC doesn't let me draw this. And there's such a big audience for it. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, oh, we got to cater to kids. It's like, no, Black Label is supposed to be for adults. It's supposed to be for those kids that have grown up that are into more adult things now that are like, fuck yeah, my favorite characters are into this shit. Like, yeah. you know, it's just how it is. And you don't need to be grotesque with it. But I mean, like I said, I bought some of that Gillian March stuff. It's very tasteful art. That's exactly what I was going to say. It like, like for me, I, I read a lot of manga. I Mm. only read one manga that has the, uh, what the fan service is what they call it. I only read one book that has it. And it's, it, it has so much fan service that they only show it on the browser and not the actual app that is, you know, available to younger, a younger audience. Mm -hmm. But even that, like, it's still very tame in the sense of like, they uh, blur things out a little bit. They have like sparkling stars where it needs to, you know, perfectly hide something, soap in the shower, things like that. Mm -hmm. If manga can do that, I think DC should be able to do the same thing. Yeah, and like again, uh, manga will show like nips and all that kind of stuff. Like, and it's it, they got no problem with it. And it's weird; it's a little bit more accepted over there. And we're over here; we're the land of the free. But like, when it comes to art and stuff like that, we're very sensitive, like sensitive to it. And I don't yeah. understand it because oh, the children, fuck the children! Like, they're not paying for this. <laughs> fuck like, them kids. Not- yeah, fuck <laughs> them kids. Um, you know it's. If, if the only problem is, I think the only reason why things like that are a problem is because parents are not parenting properly and they're just letting them, oh, you can buy it. Yeah, you can do whatever. You can play Grand Theft Auto at age five or whatever. And they're not paying exactly enough. Whereas if you actually monitor your kids and you're like, oh, you shouldn't be watching this or like, oh, that's not your rating, then it shouldn't matter. Like there's guidelines there, but everybody's like, oh no, my kids are going to get it. Well, why are they getting it? Why are your kids allowed to fucking watch porn and do all this? Granted, I know it's very easy to access nowadays yeah but i'm just saying like if we had parents that were actually monitoring their kids i don't think we should have to suffer like in a certain medium you know um but yeah i'm very interested to see if they are going to do anything else more risque if not like fuck it dc if you wanted to allow the artist to be artists like add another tier of like you can only buy this if you're like 18 at the comic shop you know like add an extra like 
issue like you know like the you, you print so many of them or whatever and you know every comic shop you have to like pre-order it you know what i mean they don't even sit on the shelves like oh if you want the x-rated version you have to pre-order it like fucking do it i guarantee you add a couple dollars onto it i guarantee you you sell them all oh yeah but, for sure yeah and put it in the black case so you can't open it up like and it's the same book just with the x-rated art like i don't know i just that was the one thing that sucks because like have have we seen anything really crazy crazy when it comes to violence in black label like i feel um, like stuff's probably the worst but even then it's still like it just it's not really grotesque it's just weird like serial killer stuff but it's not like re 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 like blood splattering everywhere death and yeah like, no it it hasn't been over the top is yeah. what i would categorize it as and it hasn't been that way at all yeah so like i don't know man i just feel when but then again i am somebody that loves shock media like i'm a big like fan like if you can shock me with what you do in your comic or book or whatever i'm just like oh, wow like if i could literally say like they allowed that i find that very interesting yeah. um but i don't know so like it is what it is i don't know if tom king has another like if he okayed that at one point, like he's like, we got one panel guys, like one crazy sexy panel. That's going to be in this whole book. Like, I don't know if DC allowed that at all. Um, but I don't know. It is what it is, but yeah, I agree. I don't think there was anything super tame or I, there. It didn't need to be a 17 plus book, just like birds of prey didn't need to be rated R because they broke some kneecaps, you know? Um, so yeah, it is what it is, but I would not be surprised if there's a sex scene in every issue of Batcat in this whole series. It would not be surprising to me. We'll see what happens because this is probably King's probably had that happen like four times during his run. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised. This is black label. He could do whatever he wants. Well, apparently not, but for the most part. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed the story. Obviously a slob on the knob, but I just, it felt good to read an interesting Batman story. Yeah. Like, and as much as I like Tom King, I, you could have slapped another writer onto this with that story, and I would have been fine. If Tinian wrote this, I would have probably been a little bit more critical just because this stuff's been super shit lately. But even then, I'd be like, this is good, Tynan, you know? Like this, I said Tinian, but it'd be Tynan. Like, this is good shit. And I think it's just because it is different. You know what I mean? And Tom King's been very adamant about this in the interviews that he's done. The cool thing about this story, and I think this is what's going to make this story stand out a lot for a lot of people, is we actually get to see progression of these characters. Because mm -hmm. we never get to see their, their beginning, their middle, and their end. And we're finally being able to show that between Batman and Catwoman. Because... Tom King made it a point to say like, you know, we've had these characters for 80 years, but we only ever get to see them in like a five year time span. Like yeah. everything's happening in this present day. They never get to get old. Their kids never grow up. Like we never see that. And it's because we've tried to do it many times in comic books and people don't like it. So yeah. he's like, I'm glad to write a story that progresses these relationships. And I think that's why people enjoyed Batcat so much. Not this particular issue, but like Tom King's portrayal of them. Yeah. Because people have wanted that progression for so long. So. Yeah, it, yeah, it totally makes sense. And 
I I hope that DC allows him to, you know, if I I would actually enjoy a Batcat Black Label universe. Yeah. Like if if we get a Helena story after this, mm-hmm. I'm down. I'm totally down. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see where Helena and Damien are at, you know. Um I don't like where Damien's going in future state personally, but I would like to see him progress. Uh, I would love to see what Nightwing's doing, all of them. Um, because, yeah, I don't I don't know why we don't get more of those stories. Like, Frank Miller did this old Batman story, and we don't get, like, old Superman. We're, I mean, we're finally going to get, like, old Wonder Woman. We're going to get that. I hope that's good. But, like, why haven't we got, like, an old man Aquaman or, like, old Flash and stuff like that? Like, telling, like, their final stories or whatever you want to call them. Um, because it works. I mean, look at how iconic they are. I think you should put a lot of effort into those stories, not just throwaway stories. Well, but... we we had that Tom King story in Action 1000, which was like his last day on Earth mm-hmm. because the Earth exploded. Yeah. Remember? That yeah, yeah. was a beautiful story. Yeah, and sure. I think there was a winter issue that had like one of the last stories of Aquaman. Um, Like we get them, but like you said, we get them in five pages, those yeah. small little short stories. And I mm-hmm. think you can elaborate on something and make it genuinely good. But as you said, DC gets very skittish whenever it comes to, oh, you want to change our character? Like, mm-hmm. bitch, she's been around for 80 years. He's supposed to change. Yeah. See, so like, I know you had mentioned that, uh, what are they calling it? The Omniverse? or yes. what are they? Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't really care for the different era thing. Like I don't really per me personally, I'm pretty sure there are people out there that I totally want it. Uh, I don't care about like the golden age and silver age of writing. That's kind of style. Um, I wouldn't mind taking some of those stories from those eras and kind of maybe updating them. But um, I don't really care about reading those kind of stories. But if you wanted to give me stuff where the character, you don't want to see wonder woman tied up onto a missile as it flies into metropolis um i don't know i mean if i wanted that's to see a very like that's a very iconic issue in the golden age well she was tied up to everything so i mean yeah. if i want to see wonder woman bondage i can look up a whole bunch of other stuff for that so like you know i don't need that in comic book pages but like my thing is is i want to see these characters progress like and I want them to be good stories. I don't want it just to be these endless winters or nuclear winters and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, because, yeah, I would love to... Like, we got that random-ass story with Nightwing where he destroyed all of the heroes, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. the best story, but it was entertaining. Yeah. I was enjoyed by it. But I would like to see, like, Nightwing 20 years from his current run. Like, what is he doing now? Like, is he yeah. just a hardcore detective? Is he still fighting? I would like that story. Where's Barbara in 20 or 30 years? Like, I would like to see that. And it doesn't need to be crazy future state stuff related. Like, old, like King Arthur. Like, give me King Arthur as an older Aquaman and overlooking Atlantis, like, maybe wanting to do one big thing before he hangs up the crown or something. Like, yeah. I want to see something like that. You can bring in his daughter now that they have that. She could be, like, maybe the one taking over um and i don't know like and especially like if you wanted to give these characters like a send-off 
like start doing like maybe hey we're gonna take the whole tr- the whole justice league like the top 10 characters we're gonna give them all these old stories a la the dark knight rises they don't need to be that dark and have one of them die like you know they all lasted for so long and then one of them dies at the end and then you have like a funeral issue or whatever like i wouldn't mind an older universe doesn't need to be future state um because like i don't know i feel like we always have the new heroes come up but we never we don't ever get to see the our characters that we've been reading for years end so i don't know that's just kind of what i would be interested in because i know they're going to forever be rebooted so give me a good ending story um so yeah that's just my thoughts i enjoyed bad cat i'm excited to have some good batman to read and that's going to be the highlight of my dc for the next year is reading bad cat yeah um because clayman's art is gorgeous uh it's colored by moray so well um so yeah i'm excited i'm 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 glad to have three tom king books to hold me through the other crap 2021 yeah yeah pretty much so because rorschach's good uh, strange adventures has been good so far um so yeah and we know tom king mentioned in a podcast that he's already got three more projects coming so yeah um i'll be interested to see what we get going but yeah for the most part i thought it was good if you guys again uh it, from the way the guys were talking on twitter and stuff it seems like the book's getting really well received at least maybe purchase wise yeah so hopefully it keeps selling very well and DC is like, all right, Tynan, you're out of here. We need to get some more romance books up in here. They're bringing in the big bucks. If oh. leg- legit, if Tom King comes back to the main title, do you know how big of news that'll be? That'll I feel like that'll break comic book Internet. Because somebody got kicked off and came back because of their renaissance or what? Well, yeah, like he got kicked off because of his controversial run. Yeah. And then he comes back kicking off the person that kicked him off his own title. Like that will be crazy. That's like a WWE (laughs) storyline. The Rock's come back. The Rock is here to defeat Stone Cold. Actually, no, Tynan would be like Gilbert. Um, So like he wouldn't be good enough um but yeah i don't know that would be interesting i don't see that happening because i just don't think i feel like tom king is probably forever going to work on these 12 issue stories because he's going to be doing more hollywood stuff um i just see that happening tom king writes his stories like a show like that's how i read them like if you ever look if you ever go back and look at his panel progressions the way he does like the music and stuff like that his stuff is like a movie. I'm genuinely surprised. And I know you said you wanted to try to do this in the future. But I feel like somebody could voice Tom King's books and have them as an interactive video very well. If oh, yeah. Music and stuff that he's done in there. I feel like his stories would be really good as interactive videos. Yeah. If it, like I, I don't know if anybody knows what we're talking about. But back in the day, I used to see... Like, you know, perfect example of it. They don't have it on Netflix anymore, but X-Men and I believe Wolverine had Mm -hmm. a animated comic book. So like it was the backward, the backgrounds were still, but the characters moved just a little bit. They were very stiff because Mm -hmm. it was legit just the panel moving the way you would think it would move. Mm -hmm. Uh, But 
but people the, they had like a voice cast to like maybe like issues one through five yeah and you could just watch it it was entertaining mm -hmm. and i think dc would very much like relish in a lot of like youtube views or whatever and get monetization on that kind of shit if they yeah. were actually like going to do it like i think it would it would it would get them a lot of views yeah no i think it'd be very interesting um yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't do that. Like, you could tell the story of the comic book easily instead of having to put in millions of dollars or whatever into. Now, I under I understand that you're like, okay, we can't do it for new books because then people will buy the books. I understand yeah. that, but okay, do it for right now. Do it for Injustice Year One. Do it for Scott Snyder's Batman New Fifty Two run. Yeah, because you already have that kind of stuff on your dc universe app mm -hmm. so people can read it anytime they want yeah just put it on your youtube page put like one or two ads on it that's all you got to do yeah yeah no especially if you want to get revenue off of it forever because people are like oh people are gonna not buy those books like if somebody if that video is the gateway into people wanting to buy more comic books like that's what you would use yeah and then, of course if you have multiple ads on it you'll get revenue forever mm -hmm. so um yeah i i think that they should do something like that it blows my mind that they I, and they do try to do it like because they do make those little trailers for new books that are coming out yes um, like even you know what go look up and i know this is weird and i know that we have not been advertising this book a whole lot but rise against did a music video and they created a song for death metal watch the music video wow. it is what we are talking about a comic book strip come to life, basically of yeah. like, you see the Batman who laughs and all of this other stuff use that, but put voice actors into it. That's a good example. Yeah. I think it'd be really solid. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's uh, we're always throwing these ideas out. DC feel free to contact us and um, for you know, real. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll help you out. Just give us some free books or something. Uh, let me give me a, a bat cat. Get me, <laughs> get me a job get me a job i'll give you free ideas if you just let me see the original <laughs> damned photos that's all i want to see oh shit like, uh, just let me see them you don't even need to give them to me i just want to see them you could take some of my ideas like let's go um but yeah for the most part uh that is the podcast this week we as typical batman news weekly fashion we are able to stretch out nothing into a fucking two-hour podcast awesome so uh, clay you got anything that going on this week yeah uh of course you can find me on twitter uh at fanboy clay you look into my description you can find the link tree there of course you can also find it in the show notes here um i have of course my fanboy comics podcast we're going to be talking about um my hero academia really big chapter came out this week uh, so go listen to that uh on saturday of this week which you know this will probably drop on friday uh maybe tomorrow depending on how busy juice is with uh now being a full-time creator mm -hmm. and uh you know i will also have a uh, ranger alliance podcast next week um i am off for this week and you can always find me on weird science podcast uh the marvel weird science podcast um i'm reviewing 
Champions. I reviewed a really weird Fantastic Four issue on their Patreon, so go check that out as well. And uh, yeah, it's it's been a lot of recording this week, so go check out everything that I have on my Linktree. Noise, noise. Uh, like I pimped out earlier, yes, I am a full-time creator. You can come over to twitch.tv slash juice from the box every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We will be streaming. Uh, you can check out my Juice Reacts YouTube channel and my Juice from the Box channel, which will now be the gaming channel. Uh, all of that stuff is in the link tree. Definitely come check that out. Uh, I should the, the posting of this podcast should not be affected, although I am currently trying to get a new schedule going to where I can force myself to write a little bit more, create, do all this stuff. It's all a work and a progress. I've never really, I've never really done anything in my life. So this first couple of weeks are going to be kind of weird. But for the most part, that's where you can find me. Of course, you can always hit me up on TikTok or Twitter as well. I don't get on Twitter as much, but you know, you can definitely do that. But that is going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. Remember, Batman is awesome. Batman! <laughs>